welcome to Fright Night. Welcome to Fright Night. My name is John O'Neill. I'm here with my nephew, Dave the Wave, and producer, Mikey O. All right. Well, I'm not sure about you two, but for me, it seems like some of the scariest movies that I've seen were movies that I saw when I was a child. Maybe it was just the old black and white zenith I was watching them on, or maybe it was late at night, or maybe it was because I wasn't supposed to be watching these movies. Was it because your mom left you alone? Well, actually, yeah. (laughs) There was a movie I saw. It starred Dean Jones and Connie Stevens. And Connie Stevens was was the babe back in the early 60s. Yeah, quite fetching. And the lead actor was a gentleman by the name of Cesar Romero. Sure. That you may remember as the Joker. The Joker, yeah. (laughs) From the Batman series. (laughs) But anyway, we're not here to talk about two on a guillotine. But the reason I bring it up is because... I was sent to bed because it was 8 o'clock and I was a small child and I watched the entire movie that my mom and my stepfather were watching from my bedroom door. Oh, God. So I was just sort of peeking watching the whole thing and it was really scary. I went to bed, had a horrible nightmare, woke up screaming, screaming I was being buried alive because that's sort of ah! one of the scenes in the movie. Right. My mother comes in, she goes... What happened? What happened? I said, I was watching two on a guillotine while you guys are in the room. And I know I shouldn't have been. Well, total confession. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, uh, horrible. But uh, And the other one was, again, I didn't see it in the theaters because I didn't want to see it. But I got hooked into watching The Exorcist on television. Yeah. And that scared the bejeebas out of yeah. me as well. Yeah. Um, and also, do you remember? Now it's 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 obviously quite dated, and zombies come a dime a dozen. But when I first saw the original Night of the Living Dead, that black and white, and I remember that scene where that little girl becomes a zombie, and she's like like you know eating her dad or eating her mom. I just <laughs> thought that was just that's just that's just it made my hair stand up back then. It really did. So. I know, and then it spoiled her appetite for the rest of the day too. That's yeah. what that was the shame of it all. I mean, and she didn't eat any vegetables, all protein. <laughs> now, how about yeah. you? Was there anything yeah. as a young lad that um, that left a uh, indelible mark on your? The first like super scary movie I remember going to like with my friends was Poltergeist. Um, I'd probably seen some you know scarier ones on TV, and it's kind of like the older the 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 movie, the kind of scarier it was. Like Poltergeist was scary; it had a lot of those boo moments, and it had this this device that actually came up in the movie we're going to talk about the sadist which we can get to later but but the thing where there's a false scare followed by a real scare in other words the character like opens up a door and is like oh my god and there's nothing there (laughs) but then turns around and then a vampire eats him or something and in poltergeist the version of that was the kid was was being haunted by the spooky clown in his in his room and He's looking ar- around to see if the clown's going to get him. And he looks under the bed and he rips up like the sheet cover there and kind of goes, Whoop! and he looks, and everyone in the theater went, ah! and, and, and there was nothing there. And everyone kind of pauses and, and kind of laughs. And then he turns around and the clown is haunted yeah. and attacks him. You know, that is such a great, I, I, yeah. that's a great effect in all movies where they, they do this little teaser scare and a cat will jump out. And then everyone goes, 
Oh, uh, and then they then hit the, you right yeah, on the head. Yeah, then, Bang! Yeah, yeah then yeah. Freddy comes out and slashes <laughs> your eyes off. Yeah. Well, Dave, you brought it up. Now, tonight's feature is um, called The Sadist. A human volcano of unpredictable terror, rejected by society, twisted with mental anguish, tortured by complexes, man or monster, sane or <clears throat> insane, but driven to shock and kill. And the film is one of those films that they say is loosely based on actual events. And that term elicits quite a bit of artistic license when it comes to films, especially horror films. For instance, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Based on a gentleman by the name of Ed Gain, who in 1954, 1957, um, killed a number of people and then ended up taking portions of their bodies and making an outfit for himself. Uh, real creepy stuff. Dressed but it, up in probably wouldn't go back to his high school reunion you know like so ed what have you been up to oh my god where do i start <laughs> you know yeah because he did he would wear he would wear human skin human scalp over his head ed and... you look great it's like you got brand new skin all over you <laughs> but that was really the only thing the whole chainsaw and all that stuff that became uh just creative A license yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um but... another movie we all probably remember was the amityville horror mm. Um, based on the uh, the poor Lutz family uh, in New York in 1975. And, you know, when you see the movie, you know, to me it was sort of a, it was sort of a disappointment because they would get so obsessed and scared about things that didn't seem like they were really, you know, like there were like flies, a whole bunch of flies in the window. And right. Like, you know, all of a sudden there's like 25 flies and like they're going crazy. Oh, my goodness, the flies, it's going to be the yeah. devil. You know, it's, right. it's just so... Um, freak themselves out. Yeah, freak themselves yeah. out. And if you read the whole story, if you read the book, um, most of that stuff, or I should say a, a number of those items uh, that are in the movie don't even come to play in the actual story. John, so, I've asked you this before, but are you a fan of the TV show American Horror Story? You know what? I, I've i seen a couple. I'd like to see more. Yeah, you, uh, I could tell you which ones. They're, they're kind of hit or miss. The series... Uh, they did one called Freak Show, which was about what it sounds like, like an old school traveling circus freak show. They did one um, just recently. They did one on sort of the world after Trump and sort of the the sort of skinhead culture that. But each each one usually weaves in some sort of kind of true story. Like in this last one, the 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 villain is like obsessed with Charles Manson, so they kind of flash back to Charles Manson. Oh, okay. And so they they sort of retell like old stories they weave it in you'd like it though it's, it's um the, the they did one about uh an asylum it's called asylum that that series in new england somewhere adam levine from um maroon five makes an appearance at the beginning it's kind of it's kind of interesting but the the that one's a real that was a real good one but, uh, but are they all based song. on uh, uh, they're not all based on true stories no, no, no. they're they're usually like inspired by true stories. There was one called Hotel, a season called Hotel, which starred Lady Gaga, among others. That was an, inspired by a story that this will creep you out if you ever look it up on Wikipedia. There was a, a girl who went missing in, I believe, New York, and they couldn't find her, but they had security footage of her um, 
looking extremely scared in the elevator and kind of going back and forth. And then you couldn't see what happened to her. And so she was gone. There were all these things. And then this is so ghoulish. They, they noticed that the water was kind of tainted at the hotel. So they went up to the water tower, water tank at, that's at the top of the hotel. And she was in there. She had somehow climbed into the, oh, really? either that or someone tossed her body in there. Nobody knows. That's a true story. They, they use that um, as an inspiration for, but well, I'm sorry to get far afield. No, no, that's right. But when you mentioned the, the uh, Charles Manson, there was a, a movie, again, based on, on actual events uh, called The Strangers. I don't know if you guys saw that. It came mm-hmm. out in 2008, and it was really just a home invasion. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it because it's one of those movies where there's no, there's no uplifting. It's not one of those movies where you end up catching the bad guys or mm-hmm. you, you feel justified when the, uh, the villain, you know, Gets his, you know, gets, gets his just deserts. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those movies where a horrible thing happened to a family, and the killers just sort of ran off into the night. And you're at the end of the movie, just leaving like, boy, I'm just gonna That's be it? sick. <laughs> yeah, is that it? Is that all there is? There, uh, yeah. How many? Can you name another movie where the bad guy wins at the end? I'm trying to think. Well, you it, know, there was this movie called Wolf Creek, which was based on true events that happened on the Australian outback, and it was it was real creepy, and it was basically about. The story was based on these two guys that were just abducting women off the highway and putting them into their 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 barn and just sort of just doing horrible things to them and they were killing them all and you know hiding the vehicles and and when they finally discovered these guys they were going through their garage and they were you know boxes of keys boxes of jewelry like everything they just removed from it and mm. so when I saw the movie Wolf Creek which is again loosely based it ends where the guys, you know, one of the guys gets killed and the other guy just sort of walks off into the woods and you're like, well, what the heck? And it's like, he's <laughs> But just that's gonna... the way it happened in yeah, real life, apparently. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the film The Sadist. Oh, no. Uh, license and registration, please, sir. What's the problem, officer? Uh, well, son, lots of problems. You were, you were doing 115 miles an hour in a 35 zone. You have a blown tail light and a blown headlight. Uh, about a mile back there on the road, you ran over a whole family of deer uh, and some very cute bunnies. You appear to have several kinds of illegal explosive drugs and firearms in the back seat. Not to mention, there's a 300-pound bearded man who's bound and gagged back there for some reason. What do you have to say for yourself, son? Uh, if you log on to pod617.com, you can listen to some great podcasts and produce one of your own. Pod617.com, huh? Okay. Have a nice day, sir. At Pod617.com, you'll find on-demand podcasts on politics, sports, music, and amazing storytelling. And Pod617.com will produce a broadcast-quality show for you to promote your business or professional service. Listen to the voices of your city and join the community. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Uh, you know what? I uh, changed my mind. You're under arrest. Aww. I have been hurt by others. And I will hurt them. I will make them suffer like I have suffered. Well, tonight's film is, as we talked <laughs> about, is called The Sadist. Um, it originally hit the drive-ins in the summer of 1963. I saw it for the first time. Well. well, I saw it for the first time in 71 while watching UHF Channel 38 in Boston. WSBK-TV, Boston. That's right. And But the film was then called, and it's it's had different names, different releases. It was actually called Profile of Terror, and it is loosely based 
loosely based, as they say, on the killing spree of Charles Starkweather, who accompanied by his 14-year-old girlfriend, murdered 11 people in a 30-day trek through Nebraska and Wyoming. So in addition to The Sadist, Starkweather's bloody rampage was also the basis for films like Badlands in 73, California, which came out in 93, Murder in the Heartland, Natural Born Killers, which came out in 94, and more recently, or not that recent, but in 2005, there was another movie called Starkweather. If you guys... All those titles were strangely also Bruce Springsteen songs for some reason. <laughs> <I think. laughs> they sound like them. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those, but I was... After I watched The Sadist, I went back and, and read about Starkweather, and it's very creepy and gruesome and all that. Tell me, the just real quick, the original title for this movie again was... So the, origi the original title for the movie was Profile of Terror. Now, does that remind you of another movie that has sort of a similar title that's a horror movie? Um, anyone? Anyone? No. So it reminded me of um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Um, just kind of sounds like that, but, oh, okay. but that, and that occurs to me, I think that was based on a true story too, wasn't it? Anyone? No? Mikey, you see that? I'm not sure what. It wasn't? I did not. Okay. We'll see it. I actually like the title, that better profile yeah. of terror, because the sadist just, just sounds just <laughs> yeah. real. I mean, the sadist is someone almost, that just enjoys hurting people, right? Isn't that what a sadist is? Yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess what he was, but it was, but it was, uh, yeah, they didn't, it's not like they, this was a deep psychological dive into this guy's <laughs> brain. Like it was, it was, it's really just about him terrorizing these, these three people. Right, right. Right. And he's a murderer and all that. Sadist almost suggests a sexual thing too. Yeah, right. You know? You're right. Like, That's uh, why I didn't like that connotation because the film yeah. is nothing like that. The basic plot line is three people driving from Los Angeles to a Dodgers game have car trouble. They pull off the road into a, a, a wrecking yard. And at that point, they're held at bay by a bloodthirsty psychopath and his uh, accomplice girlfriend. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the the movie. Eventually, has a happy ending because they don't have to go to the Dodger game and, <laughs> and eat the terrible, terrible hot dogs at Dodger Stadium. Well, for those listening who are in uh, Fright Night podcast land, yes, this isn't a monster movie per se, but it's terrifying on the least. And Charlie, who's the main character, played by Arch Hall Jr., um, exudes evil. I think he would be someone, If as you're watching the film, that's... I think if you look up evil in dictionary, you will see a picture of Arch Hall Jr. Except they couldn't fit his hair in the picture. It kind of it went over the top because his <laughs> hair is so huge. It, it, if the, my first reaction, John, when I watched this is, which is like, this is a recurring theme when you watch these old movies. It's like, oh my God, this is so over-the-top, tired, like, like the killer talks like this. You better <laughs> shit your mouth. You talk too much. But the fact of the matter is a lot of these sort of, these tropes, these these devices, common devices, started with some of these movies. So I imagine there were a lot of copycats of the sadist in years to come. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. I mean, so let's talk about the, the cast. It gets a very small cast. Archal Jr., who portrays Charlie Tibbs, he was a sometime actor... Sometime musician, sort of like an Elvis wannabe. He was managed by his dad, Archal Sr. He made about half a dozen B-movies in the 60s, including a film called Wild Guitar and the campy caveman flick, Egar. I don't know if mm. any of you guys have seen Egar, but no. it is up there with B-movies. But The Sadist, I'd like to say, was his finest hour. Or his <laughs> finest hour and a half, I think. It's, it's, it's only 90 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, and available on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. He, he is alive and well, at least at the point of recording this podcast today. Lives in Florida, 
I believe he, when acting sort of, uh, when he decided to leave the acting industry or, or leave the movie industry, and he focused more on some of his music, he actually released a couple of albums. Mm-hmm. And then I think he learned to fly a plane and a helicopter, and I think that's what he's been doing for most of the this is time. your this is your pilot speaking. <laughs> Everybody, shut up back there. You talk too much. <laughs> it's it's Could you be? got that down to a science. Thank you. Well, do you, do you mind if we do a quick listen of, of a clip, John, Please to put us do. in the mood? Okay. Why are you putting us through this torture? You have our money and you're taking our car. Isn't that enough? You keep your dirty hands off me. You think you're so much better than me. Kind of all think that way. You call me inhuman. <laughs> I mean, it should be noted he is not a speech major from Emerson College. <laughs> just so we understand that. <laughs> it's really great. It's it, this is one of those. You know, you say John fans of this podcast are fans of cheesy dialogue, and this is this is this was awesome. This was <laughs> yeah. an awesome movie. Like it's 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 a combination of incredibly good and incredibly bad, but you want to keep watching it. It is. You know what and. We laugh about it because so much of it is very dated. But mm. what I think about it every time I've seen it, and I've seen it a number of times, it is a relentless film. In other words, right from the very beginning, you know, you're sort of walking on eggshells. You're this group. You're, you you arrive at a garage. You're trying to get gas. There's nobody there. You go to the house behind the gas station. There's food on the table. There's nobody there. It looks like people that had lived there would just just vanished and these people that are trying to get gas for their car so they can make it to a ball game are bewildered and then when the character charlie makes his entrance and you actually see him and his his girlfriend uh initially you just think he's just some just some crazy kid drifter yeah Yeah. but he is such a sadist yes and the way he treats the people and i think the fact that he obviously wasn't a probably a very good student, so I think the fact when he finds out their teachers is more fodder <laughs> for his afternoon of mayhem and, and murder. Yeah, hold on, John, since you're on that subject, I've got that part here, too. But we're only school teachers, young man. You hear that, Judy? We're only school teachers. We don't like school teachers. <laughs> Do we, Judy? Judy's shaking her head no. Judy's she's got a mute girlfriend. I know. <laughs> Does she have any lines? You know what? She screams. I think she screams. I think that's about it. So let's look at the rest of the stellar cast. Yes. The hero, so to speak, is a gentleman by the name of Richard Alden. He plays Ed Stiles. He did absolutely nothing short of a few episodes of Hogan's Heroes in the 70s. Mm. Marilyn Manning plays the mute girlfriend who we just talked about, <laughs> Judy Bradshaw. <laughs> she was also in the film Ega, the caveman film oh. I told you about, with Arch. So she and Arch were friends. You'll see a common thread here. Don Russell plays the other teacher uh, by the name of Carl Oliver. He was also worked on the film as a production manager. So when he wasn't acting, he was behind the scenes. Again, just different ways of sort of saving money. And Helen Hovey plays Doris. She's the blonde in it. She was actually a cousin of Arch Hall Jr., so it's all in the family. Her mom was the sister of Arch's dad, so you can see that. There you sort go. Of, you yeah. see that. Also has the distinction of being the last person named Doris ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doris Day predated her for a little bit. 
You don't. You don't hear a lot of Doris. Just, no. A Doris is always an old woman now, right? Yeah, it's so. it's like Betty. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always love looking deep into the uh, to the cast and the crew, and there really wasn't much of a um, uh, much of a cast besides the people I just mentioned. What I found really interesting was a gentleman who was listed as a sound recordist on this film. And again, this came out in '63. The gentleman listed as a sound recordist was someone by the name of Alan O'Day. Do either of you know who Alan O'Day I happened was? I cheated though because you told me beforehand, oh. but and I think Mikey knows too, don't you? I do. He's famous for mainly one thing. Right? Great. This was the original theme song to the sadist, but later rejected. <laughs> that was a number one hit back in 1977. Yeah. It was, right? Yeah. 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 Undercover Mute Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan, who was 23 at the time, uh, I believe that was one of the only motion pictures he That's actually That's a great, John. On. That's why this is the best uh, horror, <laughs> horror movie podcast. You, you're not going to get that kind of info. That's a great pull, seriously. Well, so weird. But, but, but even though he is famous, probably the most famous person to come out of this film was the cinematographer. And I know I'm going to butcher his name, but I believe it was Vimos Zygmunt, mm. who would eventually go to work on films like Ziggy. Deliverance, The Deer Hunter, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, which great. he would receive an Oscar for. So as for his work on tonight's feature, The Sadist... Wait, can we just stop for a second? Yeah. Because <laughs> that... All those three movies scared the shit out of me. <laughs> this, this guy must be good. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so uh, Deliverance, I don't even want to talk about because of the scene that is extremely yeah, hard to get right, through. exactly. Yeah. Deer Hunter had a similar scene, the, the, um, the what do you Russian call it? Roulette. Russian roulette yeah, uh, yeah. scene. And then Close Encounters is, is it's not the scariest movie in the world, but the it's abduction spooky. scene when the kid is taken away, that's, yeah. that freaked me out. So this guy's good. Yeah, Ziggy. this guy is good. Yeah. This guy is good. And he shot The Sadist in just under two weeks for $33,000. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you just think those young directors and producers out there now, imagine you could actually shoot your first movie for $333,000. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah. So it was relatively inexpensive even for a B movie. And what I found interesting, Dave and Mikey, was that as a way of cutting cost, because it was cheaper, <laughs> mm -hmm. they used real ammo. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you're watching the film and you're seeing Charlie out there banging away on his gun, shooting at people and shooting at just about anything that moves. I did I did laugh yeah. when... when <laughs> the, the, it's a real gun. <laughs> yeah, but the, the hero there, the guy in the wife beater, he, he's he's trying to... He's trying to <laughs> he thinks he's got this great plan, like, because um, he's counting the number of bullets, right. kind of like, which is, uh, you know, Dirty Harry style, yeah, you know, that's right. I bet you wonder how many bullets I got left. And so he's like, he's only got... He's doing it so carefully, he's got... he's. Uh, like six bullets in the chamber or something, but he already shot three. He probably shot someone on the way here and maybe even another. So he's probably only got one bullet. And then the bad guy comes over and takes out like three sleeves of bullets and it's like, hey, here's you. I get all these bullets too. And the poor guy, hero guy is like, no, well, I guess that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, for a movie that's relatively short, so it's 90 minutes long, there are some, I guess the... The scenes to, to highlight in the film that would sort of stand out would probably be um, the scenes at the very beginning of the film where these trio of teachers arrive on site 
and they're trying to determine why there's nobody nobody at the gas station and they uh the music that they use is really really sort of cool so again i think they make the most of of what they had but every time i've seen this movie the first 15 minutes is just them sort of making their way around and it's like a ghost town there's nobody there's nobody there again the food i mentioned earlier is on the table like it was just getting ready to be served and you're just waiting you know something is going to happen and then instead of seeing a monster come out of the wood you see the, charlie Tears. yeah <laughs> who looks like at the first glance he looks like sort of a version of Johnny Depp in the movie Crybaby, like Mr. Rockabilly, like leather jacket, <laughs> yeah, yeah. big, huge pompadour hair, kind of bleach blonde. And and then he's got this weird expression on his face. Like almost, I said to you earlier, John, almost like the, the Chucky doll or something. Like his face is all scrunched up like a baby. <laughs> but I've got a gun. So get back to work on that car, mister. Uh, it's really great. <laughs> he's, he's, he, is, he is unique. And... Another thing that's probably I think movies from the early 60s, even as you get in the latest 60s, you probably see a lot more violence in these B-movies. But what, I, what sort of stands out in this film is that the scenes where he actually shoots people, it's pretty graphic for 1963. You know, the fact yeah. that he's, when he's taking out, you know, when he's... Shoots a dude in the head, the yeah, first dude. He yeah, he shoots a dude in the head, yeah. and... You almost think that it's not going to happen. You know, the way he's just, he's waving the gun and he's teasing it. And he takes his time. His, his girl, sure. Yeah, his girlfriend, his girlfriend is always giggling and, you know, he's always drinking soda. He's yeah. always got a, can, a bottle of soda. And it's almost just like, they just he's just looking for kicks and yeah. he... Um, These must This must have been the days before product placement. I can't imagine Coke wanted <laughs> yeah, their, that's like right. Coke sales plummeted after this movie <laughs> because he, he sips his Coke. It, as soon as I'm done with this Coke, you <laughs> get it, mister. It's like, take your time with the Coke. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Coke is featured prominently in the film. Yeah. You know, this would probably be a really good time to take a break and come back Let's with what I enjoy is some trivia questions. Yeah. Let's do it. Hold on. Okay, let's go. Alexa, what time is it? It's time for Margie Plaprood Saves the World. When the roof's on fire, the country's in turmoil, and it seems like everything's going Who are you going to call? Your favorite bleeding heart is back. Margie Claproot is here to save the world. Margie Claproot here. We are going to save the world. I've never done a podcast, and here I am doing a podcast and i'm ticked off i bet you are too new episodes of margie claproot saves the world every monday on pod617.com the boston podcast network why don't you scream maybe the big taco come and help you maybe miss goody good good still thinks she's so much better than me Welcome back to Fright Night. My name is John O'Neill. I'm joined here with my nephew, Dave the Wave, and producer, Mikey O. Hey. One of my favorite parts of, of hosting this podcast is trivia time. Oh, yeah. So I asked Dave to dig into his trivia cellar and mm-hmm. pull out some of the creepiest audio clips that he could find. And Dave, take it away. Yeah, they're they're located right behind the stack of porn magazines, of course. <laughs> so this is the way this is going to work. We this, for for today's show, I thought it might be fun to call upon classic horror movies and just get brief clips from ten different movies. And so, submitted for your approval, John and Mikey, 
will get this sort of audio blast of 10 quick clips in a row. And after each, you need to name the movie. And what we're going to do here, John, is we're going to put you in the soundproof booth. And Mikey will go first. He'll get something out of 10, and you will know the score to beat. How's it sound? Do you accept the challenge, John? I accept the challenge. Okay. I'm off to the soundproof All right. booth. Good luck. There he goes. There he goes. He's taking out. Oh, peeling out. Okay. Whoa, Are you? quickly. I, I, <laughs> I know. Don't go away mad, John. Okay, is he out, Mikey? He is. Is he out? Okay. He what is. an asshole, that guy. I know. I know. Now it's time to talk about him. All right. Okay. Are Are you ready? I am ready. We got a... a I think a minute on the clock. I think that's the way this is going to work. Minute on the clock. We got the scary heartbeat going. And here we go. Number one. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Mikey. Psycho. That's correct. Oh, no. Don't touch, oh. don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's a hard one. No, it's uh, it sounds like the thing. Uh, that's incorrect. Oh. We move on. Good man. You set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. The Shining. Very good. <laughs> you got an answer on that one? <laughs> no idea. Okay. Here we go. You got that one? Uh, the, it's the heartbeat that's throwing me off. I, I think, know. Keep going. You Wait, you want me to do that one again? Cause, yes, please. Because I, I think you'll know this one. Michael! I'm just going to guess Halloween. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Good guess. All right, here we go. It's cold. <laughs> we know all about uh, Jaws. That's correct. She's alive. Bride of thing, Frankenstein. Very good. Live read the case files, have you? Yeah, Sounds of the Lambs. Very good. <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck me! Uh, Fuck me! The, the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I might want to play that again. I'll do it later. Correct, The Exorcist. And the last one. Here we go. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Oh, no idea. All right. So wow. let's see how you did. Um, all right. So you got Psycho, yep. correct? Mm -hmm. You got, uh, I don't think you got nope, Alien. Alien, nope. oh, this was one. that one when he yells. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. Oh, he yells, don't touch it yep. before the creature pops out of, yeah. what's his, what was his name? William, not William Hurt, John Hurt's uh, John Hurt, chest yep. there. You got the shining. Yep. You this laughter was Evil Dead too. You yeah, didn't get course, that. Yeah. You got Halloween. Mm -hmm. You got Jaws. You got Bride of Frankenstein. You got Silence of the Lambs. You got The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And you didn't get the last one. This one coming to get you, is Night of the Living Dead. Lovely. Okay, so, I got so seven, out seven out of ten, okay. and um, that's not bad. That's All not right. bad. Now, do you think? Of course, you we're dealing with. The master of freak, uh, John O'Neill. Right. Do you think he'll beat you? Well, he's been listening probably the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see. Let's let's there get Johnny. There he is. Yeah. All right. Do for John. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. 
Uh, okay. I was running out of air in the soundproof booth, <laughs> so I'm so glad you called me back in. He's back. Okay. So the number to beat is 7 out of 10, John. That's not bad. That's not too That's shabby. Not bad. So the way it works is they're just quick clips. We'll give it to you right in a row. Just name them when you know them. Here we go. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Psycho. That's right. Very good. Next one. Oh, no, no. Don't touch, oh. don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> it's a hard one. You got a guess? Mm, no. Okay. Mikey didn't get that one either. Uh, here we go with the next one. Good man. You set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. White man's burden. Would that be The Shining? That's correct. Next one. <laughs> it just keeps going like that. Is that The Evil Dead? No, I can tell by the grimace. Like I don't know. I don't know. Judges, I don't know. It's yeah. it's. He's so close. We're gonna give know. it to you. Give it to it. It's yeah. it's Evil Dead too. Oh, there yeah. we go. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Next one. Michael. That must be Halloween. That's correct. I'm glad you didn't get oh. too elaborate because there's multiple Halloween films. I know. We know all about you, Chief. You don't go in the water at all, do you? It's some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> I could listen to that on an endless <laughs> loop. That's my favorite movie of all time, John. That's correct. She's alive. Alive! Classic. One of my favorites. Yep. That sounds like the original Frankenstein. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Oh, I got hosed. You know what? We gave you the other one. I don't yeah. think we're going to give you that one. So that's okay. We build the tension. You that's know what it is. Bride right? of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. right. Gotcha. Uh, okay, take a listen to this one. Well, I've read the case files. Have you? Everything you need to find them is right there in those pages. Don't <laughs> you love the heartbeat? Wow. The case files. Well, we'll uh, give it to you again. You want, you want to hear it again? Sure. <laughs> well, I've read the case files. Have you? Everything you need to find him is right there in those pages. Based on the prior clips that you've been running, I have to say that this is probably a classic. Are you stalling? Film. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I don't suppose it's the X Files movie, is it? Uh, no. All right. Well, uh, well, we can tell him, right? That was Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins. Um, did Mikey get that? He did. He did. Okay. All right. So I think you need two, two to tie. He has two wrong. This is one left, three wrong. right? No, two left. Here two we go, left. John. You need them both. I need them both. You need them both, I think. Yeah, here Defeat we go. Here me. we go. One to tie. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, that, <laughs> that is the worst. What are you oh talking goodness. about? It's one of your favorite movies. That's right? Horrible. That's not one of my. That's one of my most disturbing movies. <laughs> Shut her up. Put a bag over her head. All right, she's That's off. the Exorcist. That's correct. Oh and, my goodness. And the last one. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. 
You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> that is great. Okay. That is going to be a future Fright Night podcast. Oh, that is the original Night of the Living Dead. That's correct. That's correct. So, uh, so I think it was a tie. Was it a tie? <clears throat> I can live with that. Mikey? Oh, the tie. Okay. All right. Everybody wins. <laughs> Who's the big winner tonight? Mikey and Johnny. All right. David, thanks for putting that together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. We'll do more next time. So, tonight's podcast, uh, this evening's podcast, or this morning's podcast, or this afternoon's podcast, depending on what time zone (laughs) you're in, has been the sadist. Mm. You know what, guys? They don't make them like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I hope you've enjoyed Friday night. If you did, please, please tell your friends. And if you didn't, then let's just keep it our little secret, shall we? Till we meet again. Good night, sleep tight, and you should probably keep the nightlight on. Okay, so now what we present to you today, ladies and gentlemen, is Char- Charlie? That's his name? Charlie, so the, act, the, the thespian's name yeah. is Arch Hall Jr. Right, Arch Hall Jr. playing Charlie the Bad, the Psycho, the Sadist. Correct. So this is the Sadist ordering coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, and John will play the Dunkin' Donuts employee, and I will play Charlie. Here we go. Wait, hold on. Okay. Are you in character? You ready? Here we go. All right. Good morning. Can I help you? Good morning. I didn't know what's so good about it. Would you like a cup of coffee? You, you Dunkin' Donuts people, all you want to do is give me coffee. Yeah, give me coffee. Go over there and get it. Would you like a donut to go with that coffee? You think I just want a donut because you think you're better than me. Well, I'm better than you and I'm better than donuts. Well, what kind of coffee would you like? You think I don't drink a fancy coffee like you? You keep your dirty hands off my coffee. Give me a hazelnut, mister. That sounds great. And what kind of donut would you enjoy today? You think I don't know what kind of donut I like. You think I don't know the difference between a donut and a cruller. Well, I do. And I don't want a cruller. I want a donut. Now get over there and I'll let you live for a few minutes until I get my donut. And then I eat it. And then I might kill you after that. Great! Here's your hazelnut <laughs> coffee and your chocolate-covered donut. Yeah, you go to hell, Mr. Dunkin' Donuts guy who thinks he's better than me. And, and have a nice day. I'm going to eat my donut. Thank you. Bye.